Welcome to the Picture This Photography Podcast, where we cover all things photography and sometimes a little bit more. Tony, today we're going to be talking about an experiment that you did on Instagram. You took a bunch of cliche Instagram photos on our vacation in Norway, and um, you had some good things happen with it, but you also lost a bunch of followers. So we're going to dig into maybe why Tony lost followers, what he learned in the process, what it was like to be an accessory to this cliche project. So we'll cover it all. Okay, first, this episode is brought to you by our own store where we sell Us. stuff that we made, like stunning digital photography, and a world's number one photography book with 14 hours of video and access to a private Facebook group, and the art and science of photography video training series, which has 10 hours of video to take your photography to the next level. We also have a Lightroom book, we have a Photoshop book, and we're going to be giving you 25% off. So if you love this podcast and our other content, please support us by going to northrop.photo and you can use the coupon code cliche to get 25% off. So thanks so much. All right, let's talk about it. First, First of all, what inspired you to do this? I am a snob. What? A photography snob. Like, I... I don't even agree, but go on. I know I am, because they're this Insta, Instagram page, Insta underscore repeat. Yeah. And what they've done is they've taken all these sorts of cliches, like the woman leading the photographer through a street or into the ocean or something, and they've yeah. taken, like, nine photographers or 12 photographers that took the same picture, mashed them up into one image, just to kind of highlight how... People are stealing each other's styles. And everybody, a lot of people in the community saw this and really looked down on it, including me. I was like, I would never do that. And up until this point, that has mostly been true. Anytime I, that I saw a format, even if I loved it, I would never repeat that format because I felt like I was somehow above copying other people's style. Now, we're not talking about like going to the exact same spot or buying the same outfit or trying to copy, not direct plagiarism, but sort of adapting someone's style. And I think it, it falls in this sort of gray area. That's really interesting because I think this has been happening since the beginning of photography. Well, right. What's the difference between using the same format where you hold a, co a cup of coffee or you, uh, in front of a landscape or you take a picture through your open tent even though that's a cliche, how is that different than using the rule of thirds or uh, the old photography rule where you put something in the foreground? Like, how is that different? Well, I'm not even just talking about that. I'm talking about like, uh, like black and white portraits come in style and then they go out or focal lengths come in and out of style or just straight up styles of like glamour shots or Olin Mills or um, studio family portraits were very in style and now it's outside natural family portraits and it's like there's always trends but i feel like they happen really quickly on instagram so maybe that's what bumps people yeah so i i feel like when you let your own snobbery stop you from doing something it's it's like if uh soccer players refuse to pretend to be injured in order to get that Goal kick? Whoa, you are opening up a debate <laughs> that I can't even begin to unravel on this podcast. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Instagram has a score, and it's the number of likes and followers that you get. And if you put arbitrary rules on yourself that other people aren't playing by, then you're not ever going to win that game. Do you think that there's a balance to that, though? You can care too much about your likes, and then suddenly you're tailoring your own taste and style to everyone else giving you 
positive feedback rather than maybe doing something a little bit weird and different and becoming an original. No, you're completely wrong. You should I'm, always copy <laughs> other people directly. <laughs> I'm not wrong, but I, we don't have time to argue. So let's just get into uh, what your experience was. Okay, I want to plug hashtag cliche challenge in case you decide to take this on for yourself. And you can check out our work at, at Tony Northrup and at Chelsea underscore You should Northrup. follow at Chelsea underscore Northrup so I have more followers than Tony. To launch this whole cliche thing, I did the cliche shot where you take all your stuff out of your bag and you arrange it on a nice texture platform floor, like this nice wooden floor that I found at the airport, and you leave a little bit of gap between stuff. People love this format. <laughs> and you analyzed it like a robot, like AI would see a picture. You're like, perfect gaps, textured background. <laughs> of course I did. <laughs> <laughs> so I did this with the gear that I had in my backpack and it did pretty well. It got me 4,200 likes. And so to put that in perspective for me, like below 3,000 likes is a poor post and like 4,000 likes and above is good. And then like a well-performing post is like 6,000 likes or above. That's like my best stuff. So this, it was super easy. And my first experience with it was, oh, I didn't have to think about any creativity at all. Like when I'm trying to take pictures, I'm going around trying to find the right angle, like trying to find an interesting moment and then figuring out how to capture it. I just thought, oh, I looked at Insta repeat and I thought, I'll just take all my stuff out of a bag and take a picture on the airport floor. It was you, so easy. But you arranged it pretty artfully. Everything makes a yeah, nice even square. You know, you put the drone in the middle. I think you did a really nice job. Well, thank you. And as I was doing it, as I was using this cookie cutter format, I realized it wasn't so cookie cutter. Like I looked at a bunch of different floors and tables to put this on. Dang, and, that's flooring. And the lighting mattered a lot too. <laughs> you just you got to derail the whole show with your puns, don't you? Every time. <laughs> you just ignore me so much now. That's why I laugh. Sorry. <laughs> so by copying this format and then not immediately... The, on my first attempt getting a usable result, I realized, okay, it's actually not that easy. And it it's did not. teach me a few things. And I ended up finding a nice clean floor, which is hard to find in an airport, but with also with nice light streaming in from the side that allowed me to show, show the three-dimensional form of these round lenses. Yeah, as the like non-snob voice of reason, I'd say this is a still life. And you found lighting and you arranged your subjects artfully. You composed the composition by arranging the objects. People do it, but it took some work. Yeah, and there was a lot to it. I, I chose a lot of different arrangements. I ended up rearranging it around the sort of preferred 8x10 vertical format of Instagram. I just remembered some people would, will just be listening to the audio of this, so we're gonna, um, we'll make a conscious effort to describe these things, and I'm sure you'll know exactly what kind of photos we're talking about because they're pretty tried and true Insta cliches. After we got to Norway, we went to our friend Erland's gorgeous cabin, and he had this amazing landscape. And before this cliche challenge, I would have just taken a picture of this landscape. Maybe I would have looked around for some rocks or a log or something to put in the oh, foreground. Gotta have that log. But with this Insta challenge in mind, I thought I'm gonna stick a person with their arms out in a big V in front of the landscape, because that's what people do. There's a beautiful landscape, and then there's somebody in the foreground like, wow, landscape, because we all know as soon as you see a pretty scene, your arms immediately go up and out. It's telling a story. So you take a picture of the landscape and it says, this is just the landscape. 
you put someone in the photo and suddenly the story is how these people felt about the landscape. Yes. It makes sense why it became a, a cliche. It takes something that's not alive and then it gives an emotional reaction to that thing. And it's following a very old landscape rule of having something in the foreground, foreground, middle ground, background. That's just this oldest rule to make to add some depth to it. But it's letting you use a focal point that you probably have with you, which is a person. It's a great idea. And that's why it's a huge success, because it worked. But not only that, but I made it my own. I didn't just grab, you know, the cliche is one person standing in the oh, foreground. Yeah. And uh, we were traveling with our daughter Madeline and our our niece Maya and I had them both kind of put it, their arms around each other and put their hands up. So it told a very personal story and the location and time and all that was ours too. So it was part cliche, but part ours. Yeah. That photo got 4,800 likes. So it did That's pretty good. quite a bit better than average. But I'm also going to put that in a little photo book for them so they can remember their trip. And can I say both these yeah. shots I took with my iPhone. So no complex camera gear, no processing. Well, I just did it with my dang, iPhone. Sir, because... between this episode and that confession, prepare yourself for hate mail. <laughs> uh, another straight-up iPhone shot. We got up at like 4 a.m. that morning, and Erlen took oh, us I out remember. to this amazing scene. Uh, he, because he's a tour guide, he knew this private spot where nobody else was going to be, and there'd been like all this rain, so we were literally climbing up waterfalls that used to be paths. Yeah. And I wanted to recreate this shot. We had this stunning view of the fjords, like these big canyons with the ocean running through the mountains. And I wanted to create this shot where the photographer hangs their hiking boots over the edge and they take a picture of their boots and the landscape in the background. Like your legs. Yeah, your yeah. legs and, yeah. And that's another method of taking a landscape photo but including something in the foreground. But it adds this awesome element of storytelling to it because it's not just, hey, this scene exists. It's, I'm hiking. This is what I'm doing, and this scene exists. It's a fantastic format, and that's why the cliche was so successful. And it's both of us together. It actually looks like that's your foot on the right because of forced perspective. I have the much bigger foot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't know that about Chelsea, but her feet are like Size 15. Epic. I look like a basketball player. <laughs> Um, How'd this one do, Tony? This one got uh, 6,500 likes. So among the best photos, the most successful photos that I've ever put up on Instagram as measured by likes. Because <laughs> that's how you measure success in life, Chelsea. Likes. <laughs> wow. Um, I'm doomed. It wasn't just the photo. The photo works for all the reasons we described. But people also put very kind of inspirational quotes. So the words you write matter too. And I, I got into that part too. And for this oh. I wrote... You'll never regret waking before sunrise, especially with a partner. Hashtag couple goals. <laughs> That's beautiful and disturbing, Tony. <laughs> Here's the thing. I knew I needed to write something inspirational to be this cliche. But all the inspirational things I wrote were original, and I actually meant each and every one of them. So we got like a glimpse into your soul, was what you're saying? So by allowing me to set aside my sort of snobbery, and embrace this cliché-ness, it actually made me more comfortable expressing my true feelings on this like big format. And all this came together and made a successful picture that I literally snapped like this with my iPhone, just like, and it did it. Uh, for my next cliché picture, I wanted to recreate the one where there's a person standing in the road. Okay. 
And the scene is always kind of nice, but the road is sort of symmetrical and a powerful visual element in it. The road itself forms the background to the person. As we discussed before, you have this personal foreground element, which is a person, but you also get this nice landscape. And the road itself, because of, what's the term, where the lines fade off into the distance and converge, converging lines? Yeah. Um, the road itself forms these leading lines that take your eye to the subject. You know what else is very nice is that the, it was raining, so the road is nice and shiny and reflective. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. we drove around so much just looking for the right spot <laughs> to take well, this picture. Yeah, we didn't go out of our way, but we were keeping an eye out for the perfect opportunity. But that was part of it, too, because I wanted to take this specific cliche shot. I had my eyes attuned to something I wouldn't normally have been looking for, which is the perfect section of road. I just wouldn't feel, have been thinking about that. Do you feel that this challenge made you more creative? Because to me it sounds like it let you open yourself up to more photo opportunities. And I, as your wife, know you to be someone that makes a goal and then gets very focused on that one thing mm -hmm. rather than, you know, being open to just like taking a detour for something else. Yeah, I am very goal-focused, and I do feel like it helped me with my creativity, partly because I, I get hung up on information overload sometimes. Yeah. If you are going through a new part of the world and you just want to take a great picture with no restrictions, there's almost too much. You see lots of beautiful things. You start to see lots of flaws in things. Mm -hmm. It can be overwhelming. But by limiting myself to, I just need to find a nice section of road, I have everything else lined up, I found that section of road. And I got a picture taken, and I liked the way it turned out. So by having this recipe, yeah, I was able to make progress, but I was also able to improvise in the recipe. This isn't exactly the shot that anybody else took. Uh, I took it of our tour guide, Erlen. And tour guide or friend. A tour guide and friend, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, I thought about what he meant to me. And to me, one of the first things, we knew when we arrived in Norway, it was going to be raining like all week. And one of the things he said was that, in Norway, uh, every day the kids go for a walk. It doesn't matter what the weather is. Their parents just put them in the right rain gear. And he was like, we're going for a hike whether it's raining or not. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> he did not care about the rain. So I made a little story of him. I had, he didn't want to have his rain hood up, but I had him put his rain hood up because I wanted to tell a story of how he taught me this lesson of go out even when it's raining. Yeah. And so I, I put that in the description and celebrated him a little bit and made this portrait that helped tell that story. And it was not a popular picture at only 3,600 likes, but I was really happy with it personally. And I it's like not a it. shot I would have got. Wouldn't. I actually like that one better than the other one, so. Me too. I don't always like pictures that I put up even when I know other people will like them, I but I that, like this picture of him. I find that a little frustrating when I'm especially proud of a photo and nobody else likes it, but you just kind of, you gotta take one for you and one for them, right? Yeah, also just taken with my iPhone. This one was my least popular picture, and it's the one that lost me a particularly large amount of followers. <laughs> it is the most cliche of all the pictures. The best camera is the one you have with you, and you probably made people upset because you were taking a photo with your phone, which our audience in particular would not like. So I'm guessing that most people wouldn't see a drastic drop in followers if they did cliches. I think that um, your Instagram followers were particularly put off that you showed you were using a phone. Yeah, the, the shot for people who are listening is you hold out the phone in front of your camera and so yeah. you can see the landscape 
behind the phone, but mostly you see the picture being taken on your phone. Yeah. I think what makes it successful is, um, first, you have a foreground and a background element. The phone's in the foreground, the landscape's in the background. But also, it's very relatable. And yeah. a lot of these cliches are so relatable because everybody has their phone. And in fact, they're looking at their phone now. So they're, they're looking at their phone, and then they see you looking at your phone, and what are you seeing? You're seeing this beautiful landscape. A big part of travel Instagram is living vicariously, I think. And when you make it that extra level of relatable, people live a little bit deeper. It's aspirational. Yeah, being aspirational is mm -hmm. a key element to travel photography, and that's something I'm just kind of learning. Another relatable picture is, this is a very cliche thing, but you hold your coffee mug out in front of some beautiful landscape or in front of your tent. You've all seen it before, the coffee mug in, an, in a natural environment shot. And I think the key to this is not just foreground, background, that's a key part of it, but ev so many people drink coffee and they have it every morning. And so this is something we can immediately relate to. Often you're drinking coffee while you're looking at the pictures. And I made a point of posting it in what would be the morning in the US because I wanted people to think that's where he's drinking his coffee. That's an amazing place to be having some coffee. How'd it do? Um, 5,400 likes, it did really well for me. And again, another simple iPhone shot. So most of these didn't require fancy cameras or processing yeah, or anything. Yeah, it's interesting. Someone commented one of my, on one of my photos that they loved it and that they needed a better camera and it was a, a phone shot. So you don't always need the best camera. My next to last shot, I just found another section of road and I, you take it from the driver's seat with one hand on the steering wheel, the other hand taking the picture. Again, it's relatable. People commute to work all the time, but they have very boring, ugly commutes. And so you kind of share this amazing commute and it makes people want to be like, oh, I got to go travel so that that's what I'm staring at while I'm stuck in yeah. traffic or whatever. Um, that one got me 3,200 likes, which is only I'm not okay. a fan of that one. Yeah, I. do you think I did it wrong or is it the format? Was the scene itself not great? Mm, we had nothing but rainy days for the I most think part. it's a combination. The road ends and I think that if the road had continued, it would have been better storytelling. Yeah. I think it might be the picture. Yeah, the picture itself is kind of flat. I probably yeah. could have done better. Um, but at the same time, it, though it's a cliche, it doesn't mean it's easy. Like finding a scene and putting it together so it looks great was actually really hard to do. So that's a really good point that you're making. Just because it's been done before doesn't mean it's easy to do. And I think sometimes people uh, undervalue a person's work if they feel it's what they deem cliche. And if you're the best of every cliche, that's excellent. That means that not only are you taking great pictures, but you're inspiring a lot of other people to take pictures. And I, I think that's actually quite nice. Yeah, it's still hard, right? Another shot that was hard, but total cliche is, it's always the woman who leads the photographer through yeah. some beautiful scene. And I decided that I wanted my take to be to have the three of you, um, you, our niece and our daughter, leading me through this scene in Stavanger in, in Norway. Um, and this proved challenging in many different ways, but not the least of which is in the cliche, the woman in the photo is always wearing like a beautiful flowing evening gown yeah. and like full makeup and, and stuff. And I'm dressed like Dora the Explorer. <laughs> I look like a little chicken nugget in a backpack. But realistically, <laughs> who travels around like dressed for a night out? 
right? No, everybody's living out of their suitcase, especially on like day four. Well, that's a part of it. I mean, that's a part of the challenge is um, actually styling your partner or your model for the shot. But this is more of like a family photo picture. We got all three of us in it, and it's a fun memory for us. Yeah, and it got 5,500 likes. And it's not because their picture is a good example of the cliche, because it's not. But people like us, and I think they might have also been happy for me to announce the end of cliche challenge for me. <laughs> They're like, yay, it's People done. were a little mad. I saw people being like, oh, this is a cliche challenge. That explains this banality. Like, some people were very upset. Mm-hmm. I also took a couple of pictures that I put up that were more my own style, that were not a traditional cliche, and my own style is a little bit like quirky and geometric, and they didn't do as well as even the cliches, despite the fact that I took more time and effort and I used a real camera and I did post-processing. And Yeah. Uh, I know it's because my own personal style is not a popular style. I know whenever I take a picture that I love that most people won't like it. I would do better by taking a picture of a nice sunset or something. So I wanted to wrap up the lessons that I learned by studying and recreating these cliches. And maybe the first is that even if you use a formula or a recipe, doesn't make it easy. There is so much to photography that it's always still a challenge. So don't necessarily look down on somebody who just uses a cliche format because it's still hard to do a great job at it, real hard. Especially on Instagram for travel, you want to inspire people. That's what people are looking for. But they also care about you personally. So tell a story, tell your story and be relatable. Things like the coffee cup and the driving, these are things that people do every day, but Having you're doing feet. it in a different environment. Having feet. <laughs> And uh, share yourself, you know, share genuine, real, and deeper emotions. People like that. They want to get to know you. That's why they follow you. So as we said, I lost 250 followers throughout this. But what if they were all snobs? Yeah, they were probably all snobs. I mean, I'm sure some people were like, oh, he's taking a, showing, taking a picture of taking a picture. Yeah. And they unfollowed. That's, that's okay. We have videos where we put out where we lose subscribers. And I'm like, okay, screw those people. I don't care. Good. Well, <laughs> I don't need everybody in the yeah, world following me. So. Make me scared. Some tips. Use the hashtag cliche challenge. That way everybody else can check out you doing this if you decide to do it. Follow uh, Insta underscore repeat to see how it's done. Steal from the rich, not the poor. Like, if one thing I that struck me is when I looked at Insta repeat and I saw these people with these cliche photos, they all had like 450,000 <laughs> followers, like way more than me. Yeah. And I think that's, it's way better to steal their format than if, you know, if your friend with uh, 12 followers probably wouldn't be cool to steal what he was doing. Um, okay. That's an interesting message. <laughs> <laughs> it's your last bullet point. Uh, also just make it your own. So you can use the format, but at the same time, introduce your own style and story and whatever. I want to say, to sum up my experience watching you, you had a lot of fun. I did. I loved it. Yeah, you had a good time. I so, am recommending people do it, and you'll probably lose some followers, but screw them. I don't think that they will. I really don't. So if you try it, tell us if you lose followers, because I'm guessing you won't. If you like the picture of this podcast and our other content, Please go to northrop.photo 
And save 25% off of our books and videos by using the coupon code CLICHE. We have Lightroom books, we have Photoshop books, we have the number one photography book in the world, Stunning Digital Photography. It's got a, like a 4.8 star rating on Amazon. Uh, and we also have the Art and Science of Photography. And if you buy the hard copy, it comes with an SD card so you can reuse it. It's not like having a disc. It's actually useful once you use all of the content. So thank you so much and see you next week. Bye.